If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. And sponsored by SmashingPennies.net. Get 10% off your order with code Geocache Talk Network. They are perfect to put in a geocache. Logwork, the creators of the fantastic logbook made with genuine right in the rain paper. The logbook's designed for the micro containers of the present and future, geared towards the hider who'd rather go caching than doing cache maintenance. Find them at logwork.com. That's L O G W E R K.com. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Hello, and welcome to Challenge Talk, part of the Geocache Talk Network. You can watch the show live on the second Tuesday of each month. Feel free to jump over to YouTube, Facebook, or X to watch the broadcast live, and you could join the wonderful and active chat room or listen to the entire show later on your favorite podcast player. Tonight, we're going to talk all about the Texas Challenge 2024, and we'll have our special guest, B.E. Viking, to tell us all about it. Great. And we also have prizes to give away each show to our listeners. Between each show, be sure to email your Challenge Cash Finds to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com, and you could be a winner. And then later in the show, we're going to play our special game exclusively for the live audience, the Wheel of Challenges. So listen live, get your email app ready, and follow the instructions when the time comes so you can have a chance at winning tonight's grand prize. And at the end of the show, we'll highlight some of the challenge caches you found and someone will win our coveted monthly giveaway. We are your hosts, Emily and Tim. So hello, Tim. How are you? Hi. Glad to, glad to be here, Emily. It's so much fun to get together. And it I is. realized that tonight is my Challenge Talk anniversary. Is it? It's been one, one year, year since awesome. I joined the show. Good. So I am so honored. I appreciate the opportunity. And it's so much fun being with you on these Tuesday it's nights. It's been a fun year. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. So what have you been up to? Well, I did finally get some geocaching in. I've had a few uh-huh. months. Yeah. But I went to Utah after Christmas and visited family. And every time I go, I try to look for how can I, what's going to be my focus of this trip? Is it numbers? Is it something else? And this trip was all about statistics. So I found four year 2001 caches. I was able to increase my date hidden in chart by three loops um and then i found a few more to get up another loop um let me see of course i did some challenges where i go there's always a lot of challenges that i enjoy and then 
I needed to requalify for my double fizzy. Few months back, I was looking at my stats and it says, you have one fizzy and one to go. And I'm like, I have two fizzies, what happened? <laughs> so wow. I used that clever tool on projectgc.com to see changes in um, DT ratings. And I found that a cache that I found years and years and years ago, I think I found it 12 years ago, the DT chain rating changed, taking away my double fizzy. So uh, I found I the cache. That. I know, right? So I found a cache in Utah in Salt Lake City that would help. It was a lot of fun. We had to take a ladder to a bus stop, act <laughs> completely ridiculous. And, you know, you just got to give in to what the moment is, right? It's not like anyone else is going to come bring a ladder to this bus stop and try to figure out what you were doing. So that I had a lot of fun with my family doing that and regaining my double fizzy. Yay. So all about statistics on that trip. How about you? What have you been up to? Well, hopefully that won't change. Well, I've been working right. on the fizzy as well, but I'm I'm doing a little different fizzy. I finally looped my fizzy 16 times. Nice. And the the current fizzy is a monthly fizzy. Mm-hmm. So as we as we progress, and I I was able to chart things out, so I think I can complete. 12 months of fizzy grid. And then our MIGO organization brought out a new quest recently. And the quest is to revisit all 83 counties in the state, finding four different cache types in each county. And depending upon how many counties you get, there are different levels of rewards. So now I'm going back around the state. Thank God I don't live in Texas. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, there's no way I want to do 254, but I'll do 83, right. maybe. So, How long do you have to do this? Because you're in the middle of winter right now. We are. And actually, it's a five-year quest. So oh, there's okay. plenty of opportunity. But not all the counties have multiple cash types. And because I've been caching so long in certain counties, I have found all of the unique cache types. So now I have to wait for new ones to get published. Wow. So, and, and based on Sunday's show, I am really excited about an opportunity that I have. And I'm going to bring him up on the screen. We're going to say hello to Brian before I start talking about this next thing. So welcome. Greetings, welcome. everyone. So before we introduce Brian to the group, I wanted to bring him in so that he can at least talk a little bit about this um, where I say something wrong. (laughs) And um, many of you know that over the last couple of months, I've been talking that they do things bigger in Texas. And, you know, you can't just do a February 29th event. Anybody can do a February 29th event. But what would a mega event look like on the 29th of February? So I know that uh, that Brian's good friend TTO2 has been working on an event, and rumor has it that it's gone mega, right, Brian? That's what I've been told. They have uh, received an official notice from Groundspeak, and we're waiting for the icon to flip. All right. So hopefully that will happen soon. So the next piece of what I'm looking at is once that icon changes, I'm going to Texas. So I'm planning the Texas trip. I'm going to go for the Texas Leap event. But then I'm also going to challenge myself 
And I'm going to challenge anybody who wants to join me on Sunday, March the 2nd. I'm coming back to Dallas. I'm going to do an event somewhere. Brian's going to help me with where I'm going to put this event. And we're going to do a meet and greet and plan how to attack the Texas Longhorn Challenge. Sounds fun. Yeah, being that uh, I'm... 200 pounds, 6'4", being a monkey in a tree doesn't do well for me. And I've heard that there's some tree caches, so I need a squirrel that can come (laughs) along with me. I'm hoping I can find someone with a bike that I can borrow and just some friends to join me on the challenge trail. So look forward to that coming. But that's what I got going on. Very Not much. Not much. (laughs) That is a phenomenal challenge trail. And... That is probably the one thing that I've been working on the most. And I still think I have between 25 and 20 challenges that I haven't qualified for. So I've signed all the logs, but I still have, and those are going to require a lot of travel, like Uh, another giga that I need. And there's several others that will require internet, more international travel, which is great. (laughs) Well, let's put the plug in for uh, geo Woodstock version 20 that maybe that one could be another local for us so that would be fun so that's cool yeah that's going to be that leap event is going to be very cool if you like badge gen and you you know all the different badges they have available what vince and crew have done is tried to create opportunities where you can earn the leap day add-on to as many of those badges as eligible. And that's really great. I know that one of those is a scuba diving challenge. It's probably not quite as cold in Michigan, but it will still be chilly. So we'll see how brave different people are. I know that's one that he he's got put out. And wow. Well, I'd be in for that one, but I'm I'm gonna be flying down. So my gear will be drying out from a trip to Bonaire that I've got at the first of the month, but uh, I'll, I, you know, I'm up for it. I'd rather go diving than climb a tree. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, Tim, there's a few dogs. comments. Yeah, there's a few comments of monkeys and tree climbers in the in the chat. So uh, I guess people I'm noticing can contact that. you at the Challenge Talk podcast email, and and uh, you can make your plans. Cool. There you go. I've been caching with Nell's before uh bloody cool and so yeah nels we're gonna get a message we're gonna get together that'll be fun although i I don't know how many he's done so uh we don't have a lot of news um you know no i just have a little bit quiet from yeah yeah quiet at hq what do you got if you're in the pacific northwest um the annual discover roseburg event this is the 13th year this is a great event lots of people come from all over oregon and beyond um, because it's a challenge with a geocoin prize for the first it's usually 200 people so um gc ag fk2 and that's going to be on february 3rd that's a saturday coming up soon so if you're in the Pacific Northwest or want to come join us, that's always a fabulous event. Yeah. And as far as the stat up this update this month, I won't go into the, all the numbers, but what, what I was in, intrigued by is that we went up by 421 caches this last month. 
And so there's a lot of new challenge caches that got published um, around the world. I think there were 50 new right. ones in Michigan. We're still in the same spot we were, but we put a whole bunch more in. So, awesome. all right, with that, let's let's talk Texas Challenge. Let's and, talk Texas and it, Challenge. Yeah, and Brian. So Brian, we've had you on before for a quick, like, it's coming soon. But we wanted to have a juicy, meaty show. I've never done Texas Challenge. Tim's never done Texas Challenge. Tell us why we should come and what we need to know. Yeah, so let me give you a little bit of history. Uh, mm -hmm. Texas Challenge was created 22 years ago when all the cashers in Texas were arguing about who had the best cashers in the state. And nice. they agreed to create <laughs> this competition to solve that problem. The problem has not been solved. <laughs> it is still open for debate, but uh, it has created a, a lot of fun. And Good. so this is the 22nd annual event. We're the longest running mega event in the geocaching world. We got really lucky on COVID, as, as Tim and I were talking about earlier. Uh, our dates just fell right on the right time. Um, and basically what we do is we rotate it across the six regions of the state to promote geocaching across the entire state. And as Tim said, state's big. We have 254 counties. I just saw a thing on Facebook that said, if you drive from Brownsville to the state line in Texas, and then you start at the state line and drive north to Canada, you would have to drive three long more miles to reach Canada from the edge of Texas. Wow. So that, that's how big Texas wow. is. Um, the, the challenge is essentially a competition. So the, the kind of key event of challenge is what we call challenge. It's a team event. It pits teams from the six regions of Texas against each other. And essentially we place 120 caches. They're never published on ground speak. They just get put out for the event and they're traditionals, mm -hmm. mystery and activity caches. And then you have three hours to find as many of those caches as you can. Instead of a log, there's a punch in the caches. And so when you find a cache, you find the uh, associated number on your punch card, punch that and then race back and turn in your card at the end of three hours. Then they average the score throughout the bottom 20% and the highest average wins. And the winner gets bragging rights for that year, as well as what we call the golden ammo can. So every year we create uh, a, a gold ammo can that, that we award to the winning team. So it's, so it's a team event kind of thing, but I compete as an individual on a team. Usually what happens is there'll be what we call fire teams or small teams. So, you know, we may have 50 people competing for the North Texas team as an example, and they might be divided up into six or seven different teams and they cash together as a group. Sometimes they'll have a driver because the area for the, the playing field is usually about 20, uh, a radius of 20 miles around from the, uh, ground zero where we're holding the event. And so you have to drive from different parts of the town to different parts. So there's a lot of strategy about where are we going to go? Which caches are we going to try and get? Uh, so little they, sub teams have a, have a 
assignment to be most effective for your whole team. Yeah. And then we okay. all come together at the end and they, they average the scores together. Uh, each cache has a DT. And so at seven o'clock, we'll download the caches to all the participants. It has some basic information, much like the geocaching.com, including a DT, which usually determines the score. So uh, a, a cache that's in a tree may have more points than a cache that's just under a rock next to a tree. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, very competitive and very, in many ways, it's like running a marathon because you're running and gunning, trying to get as many caches as you can in that three-hour period. Okay. Cool. So it's, it's and then I saw something hours. in the yeah, I saw something right. in the chat. There's an out-of-state team too. So you have your regions, and then if Tim and I came, we would be on the out-of-state team. Yes. So if you're not born in Texas, don't live in Texas. You're still welcome. We uh, we haven't had an out-of-state team in a couple of years, but if we can get enough people together, we'll create an out-of-state team. If we can't get enough people to create an out-of-state team, then we will assign you to one of the individual teams if you have a preference. Mm-hmm. I met Tim at Geo Woodstock, and if he came down and said, Brian, I want to be on your team, then we'd assign him accordingly. If you don't know, we'll just assign you to a, a team. We had a guy from Finland come I guess three years ago and didn't know anyone. And I was like, well, we'll assign you to our team. He's come every year since then. Uh, and now he has, you know, a great set of friends in, in Texas. Oh, cool. And Houston, Texas, Dave says find caches and do some activities too. So that's, you mentioned activities. Yeah. Do activities get points. Yes. So we usually have five or six activities and they're kind of silly little things that, that you can do. Uh, last year was in East Texas and they have, you know, a lot of Bigfoot Sasquatch in East Texas. So you had a Sasquatch walk where you had to take the these big plywood feet and walk 10 feet using the, the Sasquatch uh, feet. Another time we've done like paintballs where you have to shoot down a number of cups and we require you to do at least three activities during the course of the, the challenge. Oh, so fun. everyone ha- has to do those things. Mm-hmm. One, I, one of my favorites was we went to an old folks home and had to sing them a song. And so everyone had to come <laughs> oh, in, sing, sing a song for the, the residents of the home. And that was a, a ton of fun. So the activities are usually a lot of fun. Also, you get a little bit of time because usually only one or two people can do it. So it's a good way to catch your breath. So I'm going to go back to that team thing again. So you said, okay, I've got a car of four and and we have one card or we have four cards. Every person that competes has a card. And that's one of the ironclad rules is you can never let go of your card. So you can't have somebody, if one's in a, a tree, you can't have somebody climb the tree and then hand the cards up. Everyone has to hold their own card uh, and and get their own card punched. So the driver, they don't count in the scoring if they don't have a card. So oh, okay. So I would not have a card play. if I'm driving, but the other three people in the car would have a car. And then, so my three cards, we get a, a 75, a 50, and a 20. Because I can't, you know, my 
my non-driver can't climb the tree to get the punch. So because their 20 is in the bottom of the scores, their score would get thrown out. We keep the 50 and the 20. And then because we're part of the North group overall, then our 120 points in this example goes toward the North group for the total accumulation, right? Yep. That's exactly right. Oh, cool. All right. Awesome. I'm easily confused. <laughs> in, uh, yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. Not that cool. I could be there. So when is this? We didn't talk about that. March right. 16th. And it will be this year's event is sponsored by North Texas. And it will be in Wichita Falls, which is about 120 miles northeast of Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, I see you got the GC code up there. Go out, log a will attend, and then go out to our website, which is txga.net, and you can sign up to compete uh, for the team challenge. Okay, and for our audio folks that are listening to this later, it's the Texas Challenge and Carnival. I'll come back to that in a second. But it's 22nd annual. 22nd annual. 22nd annual, yes. GC Alpha 5970. So that's that's the cash page. And you said, so the, I got a couple of tangents that I want to go on here. Sure. The first one is txga.net. .net, yeah. What's that? What is that? That is the website for the Texas Geocaching Association. So the Texas Who are Ge- they? The Texas Geocaching Association is the group in Texas that was formed 23 years ago to promote geocaching in the great state of Texas. And uh, we have a president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, IT person, and then regional reps from each of the the different regions. And so we put on and host the Texas Challenge each year. We also hold an event in the fall called the Roundup, which is a, a little bit more of a casual, just kind of a hangout kind of thing. We usually do it at a state park. It doesn't have the competitive element of it. And then we promote, we've promoted a number of other national events. We've held Geo Woodstock uh, a couple of years ago. We brought the maze back, uh, back into Fort Worth a couple of years ago. Uh, we've done CoinFest, uh, Vince and TTO2 and that team hold numerous events and activities. So we're just out there promoting geocaching. Awesome. And so I know that we've talked about geocaching associations for a while. And and it's it's, as far as I know from being up here in Michigan, it's a great place if you're a new cacher and you've just moved to the area and you don't know anybody, you guys can help with that too, help partner up. And then out-of-state people can join your organization too. Absolutely. So our membership runs from challenge to challenge. So, uh, and the membership is open now. So txga.net and you can join. There's three levels of of membership. There's a virtual, which is $5. If you're not a resident of Texas, virtual is probably not very worthwhile for you because you have to be a resident of Texas to vote. Uh, you can buy an individual membership, which gets you a pretty nice coin and a path tag, or a family membership, which gets you two path tags and two coins. And then there's some other benefits that we can talk about later, but 
essentially you get to vote for the hall of fame uh you get to participate in helping us select a variety of, of different things okay cool and i know houston texas dave said he's a member of the a paid member of the <laughs> txga and so he's got voting rights and a cool txga coin so you nice. you guys design a coin every year and uh, for members Every year we have a new coin and a new path tag. And if you go out to txga.net and click on the membership, you can see uh, the coin. And uh, we, uh, yeah, we, we do that every year. And we always get, we have about 120 to 150 active members. Nice. Is this nice. where you select your region and then that's kind of who you're playing for at the Texas Challenge when you sign up for your membership? Um, in the challenge, we leave it open so you can compete in whatever region you want. So we have people that live in one region and compete in another region just because they have friends there or they live there or, or something else. And going back to that challenge, I would love to field an out-of-state team this year. So I'm throwing down the gauntlet. You know, in Texas history, <laughs> there was this cannon in the Gonzales, Texas, and the Mexican government gave it to the people of Gonzales, Texas to fight Indians. And then when the independent war for independence started, the Mexican government wanted that cannon back and the people of Gonzales would not give the cannon back. And so if you've ever seen a come and get it uh, flag that's from Texas, that's from that event. And so that's my challenge to you is come and get it. Come and take our golden ammo can. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I got goosebumps. Well, I want to come and get it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm really very happily married. And with the trips that I currently have in February, if I made a second trip to Texas in March, my happily married might not be so happily anymore. So uh, I'm going to decline this challenge this year. But I'll, I'll commit to coming down another year. And well, next year we get the block party icon too. And oh, uh, oh next, yeah. Next year's challenge will be in South Region, which is near San Antonio. So uh, part, put it on your calendar now. It's usually the around the middle of March. Uh, we try and align it to spring break, which happens down here. So okay. if you can't make it this year, put it on next year. And uh, we'd love to have you. So you're pretty certain this is going to run for 23 consecutive years then? Yes. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's going to stop. We've got a number of uh, cheers for different regions in the chat. So I think, I think people are committed to this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we have a very, over the last three or four years, maybe a little bit longer than that, there's been a, a very healthy competition between Southeast Texas which is primarily Houston and North Texas, which is primarily Dallas. And uh, it's been kind of back and forth year after year of who's actually going to win. And, wow. uh, you know, we also have baseball teams that align to that. And, and so that creates yet another layer of uh, competition. <laughs> Uh, I know early in this, you know, Houston, Texas, Dave again said it's kind of like the Michigan, Ohio State challenge in football. I living up here, I can tell you it would be really hard if that were really true. Because <laughs> this challenge, this, this contest is like no other that I have ever seen. So, yeah, this is fabulous. We have a family like. 
We have family like friends in Hillsboro. What would what region would that make me? Hillsboro is kind of in the middle between central and north. So Ooh, I got options. <laughs> yeah, you, you got options. Hey, people what? can people can give me their best pitches, I think. Yes. <laughs> there you go. All right. So so let me go back to that that last rabbit hole I passed on. It's the Texas Challenge and Carnival. Yeah. Yep. What's this carnival thing about? So we are constantly making modifications and enhancements to this whole thing. And, you know, like every mega event, it's not a one day thing. Uh, we're going to start the event on Tuesday. There's going to be 11 different events between Tuesday and Sunday. We've added, so five years ago, we added an individual challenge. So we also have a very similar idea where instead of 120, we put 30 caches out and, that's in a contained area. So no vehicles, you just walk. And then it's broken down by gender and age group. And so the if you don't want to be on a team challenge or you're not super competitive or you think, hey, I'm 70 plus, I don't want to be running, then you can do the individual challenge. But this year we added the carnival because what happens historically is people go off and do the challenge and then come back, drop off their cards, maybe go do the individual challenge. But we wanted to create an event that would involve and engage cashers of all levels and all interests. And so we created this idea of a carnival. And so the facility where we are going to be holding the event is a big space. We're going to set up carnival games. Uh, people will get uh, prizes or raffle tickets that they can then put towards auctions of, of prizes. So we're still trying to figure out exactly what is going to be in the carnival. We're going to be, I think, a little bit constrained by the facility. So we're, we're trying to make it as creative and fun as possible. Some of the things will be caching centric, like, you know, closest to the pin and some of those types of things that you may have done mm -hmm. at other events. But we also just have some fun things that'll involve cashers of all ages. Well, here's a fabulous idea. The uh, Wheel of Challenges. <laughs> Houston, Texas Dave puts in his vote for that. <laughs> Houston, Texas Dave, we, we can send me a note. That. Yeah, that, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we started something there, and then HQ picked up on that for their, their quest last year. And so, uh, yeah, Houston, Texas Dave is real active in the chat tonight. Thanks, Dave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for out lots of ideas. Hey, one other thing that I want to share with the, the audience that we're doing this year that's brand new is we're calling it a challenge within a challenge. Mm -hmm. And what this is, is we've created a coin that kind of mimics in, in Texas. One of the big things, if you go to rodeos, is the rodeo winners don't get trophies. They get these big belt buckles. Yeah. So we've created a coin that kind of looks like one of those. And the, the challenge within a challenge is you get a scorecard. And for completing a variety of different activities, caching related during the week of festivities, if you accumulate enough points, then you get one of these coins. And so uh, if you can't make it the whole week, I know a lot of people can't, even if you come Saturday and Sunday, there'll be opportunities for you to win one of the, these coins. And so that's a free thing. Again, another thing just to keep people in, involved and engaged and have different fun activities during the, the course of the week. 
That's fabulous. I love a good themed coin. I yeah. Well, and especially if it looks like a belt buckle. I've seen some of those rodeo buckles. And and you're right. It is a, it's a it's a very big point of pride for for those those folks. I was going to say guys, but it's it's ladies yeah, too. And ladies, yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, for any of the participants to get that belt buckle is is way more than the prize money or the trophy that they might sit on a shelf. I mean, they wear that every day and with pride. So that's cool. That is cool. So yeah. you mentioned week of events. So if I were to come for the whole thing, when should I show up and be ready to go? The first event is going to be Tuesday night. We'll do a meet and greet at a local restaurant. We've got meet and greet dinners Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. We're going to do uh, a trip to Wichita Mountain Nat Wildlife Refuge which has one of the few 5-5 virtuals in the world. Mm. And we're, we're going to organize a hike up to that. It's, it's a little challenging, but not impossible. Uh, so most people will be able to do that. Uh, we're going to do two flash mobs, one at the Wichita Falls. So there is a falls in the city of Wichita. And then one at the world's smallest skyscraper so that's another thing that wichita falls is famous for and then friday we'll have our registration event package pickup uh we'll introduce some of the carnival games saturday is all the challenge events the team challenge the individual challenge the carnival we also will have a another event that we have every year at this which is the texas county challenge finishers so, Tim, you referenced this. There's 254 counties in the state of Texas. When you sign the log, then you get to write your name on a giant board that has all the counties listed on it. So it's one of the most famous favorite uh, activities that, that we have. And then you get a shirt, and the shirt has your finishing number. And if that wasn't enough, we have created a new challenge it's similar to something you were talking about, Tim, where you have to get two caches in every county, one traditional and one non-traditional. And so TXGA has been working hard to make sure that every county has a non-traditional, at least one non-traditional cache. And in some of those counties, there's only one and we have to keep an eye on them and make sure that they uh, stay current. I think somebody told me once that they calculated it takes 12,000 miles of driving to finish the Texas County Challenge. Wow. So now if I've already done the Texas Challenge, which I, I have not, I've got a couple of counties <laughs> in Texas, but if I've gone around and gotten one, then for this new challenge, I just need to go around and get one more, but it has to be opposite of what I found. So it if I found a multi, I now get to find a traditional, but if I found a traditional, it now has to be a uh, something else. Right. Yeah. One traditional and one other. Other cash kind type. of. Okay. Yeah. And all cash types are open to, I can do an earth. I can do a virtual, probably not a lab, but. No, not labs. Or, but okay. Any of the other others. All right. And while and, we were chatting, um, we had a note in the in the chat room that came in from Cheeky Brit that was talking about the fact that 
GCA5970 is a mega on the cash page. And that is true because the Texas challenge has been a mega for quite some time. Do you know when it turned mega? 15 years ago. 15. Okay. I think this is our 15th year of being a mega. Yeah. So what we were talking about earlier to start the show was the geo leap event. And I don't have that in a banner, but it's GC alpha, Charlie Quebec, Bravo Juliet. And that's the one that we were waiting for the mega icon. And you know what, Brian, the fact that you and I have been talking about it, it's on there right now. Beautiful. It's officially a mega. Book your tickets, Tim. (laughs) There we go. I'll work on that tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, so that's what the two that's what the two are. So thanks, Matt, for uh, for dropping that on there. But it was the different. It was the other GC that we were looking for. So, but that one is now a mega, officially a mega two. So, Good. and that and that one is going to be in Round Rock, Texas, which is just north of Austin. Right. Yeah, my plan is to fly into Dallas. Uh, I, based on when I can fly in, I might hang around Dallas for a day and see if I can finish up that JFK tour for, since it's a 60th anniversary over there and, uh, and then head down to Round Rock for the week and then come back up and fly out of Dallas when I do that event. So Tim, if I'm here, I'll buy you a taco. Hey, I'll take it. (laughs) So here's what you should do. You should fly into... Dallas or Austin, attend the LEAP event. There are so many challenges. You can you can spend two weeks driving around Texas, getting the challenges, go to Wichita Falls, do the Texas challenge. You'll have gotten two mega <laughs> events in two weeks. You will have gotten who knows how many challenge, uh, counties, how many challenges you'll qualify for. I'm telling you, it is a destination vacation for a geocacher. That's amazing. oh, absolutely. And my wife is not a, a geocacher. So. Yeah, take a side trip to Bamarama, right, and then yeah. come back to Texas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and go through two divorces. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I haven't gone through one yet, Dave. My plan is not to go through any. Uh, but yeah, sounds like a great plan. I love it, that it plan. Does. I, I like your I like your thinking, Brian. I'm not sure my wife will. So that's fabulous. So it sounds like Saturday is just high energy, high like you're expending all this energy, you're challenging, and then you're just celebrating that night for your accomplishments of the day and your accomplishment celebrating the, the finishers of the year. Absolutely. And then I forgot we for about Sunday. So then Sunday morning, we all get together for breakfast, uh, a little bit of rest, relaxation, some Ben Gay, aspirin, Tylenol. <laughs> and uh, we announce where the next challenge is going to be the following year and the date. And then after that, we have a CEDO event where we try and give back to the community in, in some way. And then uh, we have the award ceremony where we award all the awards for the individual challenge and the team challenge. Oh, great. Um, you know, we, we've tried to hold the event in smaller cities, not the mega metropolises, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. 
for a couple of reasons. One is it just tends to be cheaper. We like people to be able to experience different parts of Texas and we want to be able to give back to the community. And so typically smaller communities are more open to and excited about having us. And then we want to do something like a CEDO that gives back to the community that, that is hosting us. Fabulous. Yeah. So oh, people don't deal. know who won until Sunday. Yes, that is correct. It's a big reveal and uh, cool. always uh, a very exciting, exciting and disappointing <laughs> process. <laughs> right. Wow. Well, that's great, Brian. And, you know, thank you for coming on and sharing this, all of it with us. I mean, and again, I agree with you in the smaller communities and being able to give back. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if it, we didn't talk about it to start the show, but I know that Gary talked about it on Sunday's show that, you know, we raised this year $25,000. We went over $25,000 for St. Jude Children's Hospital. And that comes straight from the geocaching community. And so to be able to do an event and host it in a community and then do something nice for the community in that CEDO event, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, yeah I think so too. So I'll just close with come and get it. I need an out of state <laughs> team. I need someone to uh, kind of knock the Texans off their perch. Well, I think my mom is watching. So mom, what do you think? Should we go? <laughs> Text me. <laughs> All right. And with that, Brian, we're going to go into our, into our wheel of challenge game. You're welcome to hang out and we'll, sure. you know, we'll see what comes in, in the chat room. I haven't seen anybody say that they would be the leader of the out of state, uh, team yet but you know we'll see what happens <laughs> so let's see it is time for the wheel of challenges all right well, well i think uh i think i should check my text i think mom just texted she oh. said i'm in <laughs> okay well I, i'll kick this one off then so all right, right now one live viewer will be selected to face off against the wheel and have a chance to win the grand prize. And our grand prize is still a one-year membership on Project GC. We do ask that you limit yourself to three wins. And so get ready. To enter, you need to send an email with the subject containing spin me followed by your geocaching username in brackets. That's really important that you you capitalize, you don't capitalize so we can look you up <laughs> we and answer the back, following yeah. question. Now, the first verify user gets a chance at the wheel and we're going to check your stats live. So there's there's no shrinking out of this. <laughs> so, Emily, you got the question? I've got the question. How many years has the tech Texas challenge occurred consecutively as of this year's event? So, email and Brian, answer. you can't answer this. Yeah. No, <laughs> Sorry, no Brian. <laughs> email your answer to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to pop over to my email app and see who All answers. All right, you do correctly. that. I'm going to go look for the window where I've got the uh, wheel of challenges somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we need that uh, to play, right? We do. And I had it somewhere. I'm not there it is. Okay. That's so what I happens. We have so many windows open, so many things to talk through. It's kind of it can be confusing at times when we're live. All right. We have our first correct 
answer. And that answer is 22. So 22 years. And the answer sent in by Tyrone Shoelaces. Hey, I've met Tyrone at, uh, at uh, Midwest Geobash. So, all right, let's go to the wheel and see what he gets. Tyrone's a pretty, he's a pretty uh, cashier for a long time. So I bet he's going to qualify for a lot of these. And right. oh, Ooh, which one did that land on? I can't tell if that's difficulty four or four and a half, but it's GC8EM. Is that a zero or a D? That's a zero. Zero. Yeah, that's so that's a zero. So this is a difficulty four challenge, okay. and it is to have five hundred fizzy grid squares. I like it. And this is one that I do qualify. In fact, I've signed this one for the smiley. I just got it this year. It's a, uh, it's a, oh, it's a 72. 72 out of 100 for difficulty. So Tyrone Shoelaces. I think I spelled that right. There it is. Got it. And run the checker. Tyrone, what do you think? Are we making guesses? Drum roll. Hey, Tyrone wins. Congratulations. All right. So, yeah, he has 598 DT cells. And this measures Canada and it measures the United States. And wherever you've got a DT square, uh, you have to have 500 squares. And obviously, you can only have 81 in any one area. So, congratulations, Tyrone. Good. Congrats. All right, and so let's go on to our second game slash challenge for you listeners. Every month we give a congratulatory shout out to listeners who email us proof of qualifying and logging a challenge cash since the last show. Anyone who sends us an email to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com with the GC code having a found it log and if you'd like a photo to share from the past month, will be entered for the prize giveaway for a Challenge Talk Puff Tag. So here's a few of the interesting challenges we have heard about from our listeners in the past month. Ooh, and we've got someone uh, tracking our status. I like this. Telling me, Tim, you have 658 fizzy squares and I have 635. Thank you. That's very interesting. There we go. Thanks, Matt. That's <laughs> our, uh, our friend, the Cheeky Brit. Yeah. So, a and, uh, stat lover. Yeah. I thought this one was kind of interesting. So Sims Quest sent this one in. It is GC38 Whiskey Bravo Yankee, WBY. And it is called the Resuscitation Challenge, 400 of 400. And so the rules here are pretty simple. You have to accumulate 400 points in finding lonely caches. And I had this one up. It is based in Virginia. And um, the cash has to be dormant for at least six months. There it is. You get 20 points if it's six months old, uh, 50 points if it's a year old. If it's more than five years old, it's worth 350 points. So it's a way to activate those lonely caches. And, uh, and I thought that was a really interesting challenge that, that he submitted. 
What was the GC on that again? And then uh, thirty-eight whiskey Bravo Yankee, and we'll have all of these in the show notes after the show. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, you can go in there and take a look. And the next one is submitted by Bloody Cool. This is GCA3088 on the 11th day of Cashmas. It's a challenge. (laughs) And so this is a challenge to find a geocache on 18 of the listed holidays on the cache page. So depending on your level of geocaching, this could be easily done if you're a streaker or filling in your calendar focused. But if not, um, you need to really focus on taking time out of your holiday celebrations to get a cache. And so those, those holidays are listed on that cache page. Yeah, and this one is a 37 in terms of a challenge. So a lot of people have qualified for that one. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and take the next one to sure. Emily while I continue to work the, I didn't get my screen quite set up All right. right. So the, no problem. The next one is GC4JTR6, a challenge near the road to GCD number nine. And this is find as many caches as in the year number. So for example, this year you would have to find 2,024 caches. I see those challenges. I have only come to half of that point in any given year. So I'm not sure I would ever qualify for one of these, but you never know. You never know. Well, that was fun. And as you can see, that because this is my my account that I bring up, not only have I found this one, but I've qualified for it. Uh, 2019, I did 2019 caches. And then after that, I've been over ever since last year was a last year was a small year. I only did 3883. Oh, only. I had to to do that. And so the last one is sent in by Gary of the GBs. And thank you, Gary. And I thought this one was also very interesting. I'll bring it up on the screen. This is GC Alpha uh, Hotel Gulf Kilo Quebec. And there apparently is a series of oldest in each state challenge. Uh, Because Gary sent in one for the bronze. And this one is for the silver level. And all you have to do is find the oldest cache in 25 states. And you have 51 because they count um, D.C., Washington, D.C., as a state for this challenge. So 51, you got to get almost 50%. So I don't know that I qualify for this one. The challenge is a this is a 93. I'm pretty sure I do not. I might only be... Half, I was going to ask. I think I'm only halfway there. I definitely focus on state's oldest, but still maybe only have about 11 or 12. So, yeah. Nine what about you, Brian? What do you think? Pretty I've got 14. 14. Uh, oh. All right. i got a long ways to go. <laughs> all right. Well, those are those are the submissions we cool. have this month. It was kind of a slow month for submissions. So, you know, come on, guys. Get out there. Find those challenges. Tell us about it so we can share them with everybody else. Um, I know. I love the inspiration from hearing about all the different challenges out there. Yeah, they help, especially as uh, there's another event coming up around July called Cash Fest. 
we've got to create a challenge for that. So uh, we're looking for ideas yep. this year. So uh, we do put all of the all of the submissions, whether you get read on the air or not, we put them all into a hat and do a, a random spin to see who wins our uh, monthly prize, which is one of our Challenge Talk path tags. And this month's winner is Sims Quest. Congrats. Yay. We'll be in touch. All right. And remember, you got to send in your submission to have a chance at winning. So please share with us. So closing thoughts. I mean, I think you've really inspired us, Brian. Texas Challenge. Oh, what? Come and get it. Come <laughs> and get remember. it. <laughs> come and get I it. I love it. <laughs> and I love it. If you can't make it this year, next March, we'll see you in the uh, San Antonio area. Sounds Oh, good. wait a minute. I thought we weren't giving that away until the last day. Well, you don't know exactly, but oh. in the area. Yeah, Texas is a pretty big state, even if you know that it's around San Antonio. So, all right. I look forward to the Texas Mega. We'll see there. Yep. Get your will attends in. Will attends in. They're very important. That's a great reminder. Yeah. Will will attends help these events. Not only does it make it get to mega status, stay at mega status, it gives the planners an idea how many people are coming so we can do that. It sure sounds like you've got a lot of people who make this happen. So it's good for you guys to know. Yep. All right. And we appreciate you being with us. So thanks, This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I I love your Wheel of Challenges game. We we may incorporate that into the carnival. Oh, feel free to play the race. Take it away. (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you brian and thank you everyone for joining us just a reminder that the next show is our next show is the second tuesday of february february 13th and show notes will be posted shortly after the show airs in the video description as well as linked in the podcast description now as we leave you with this month's quote uh it actually comes from an anonymous this time and it says a good challenge cast should be challenging yet attainable it should inspire geocaches to explore and discover new things as always thank you for watching and listening remember it's not about the numbers it's about the challenge challenge accepted thank you everyone good night everybody